check. I think we are good. Am I good? I moved my microphone a whole bunch. <laughs> I think we're fine as far okay. as I can tell. Okay, uh, welcome back to the Soft Shoulder Podcast. Ooh, smells like someone's cooking something good. I know. I, it's uh, whoever downstairs is cooking something. It smells like garlic bread or something. I want it. To me, it smells like ramen. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I, either way, I do want it. I am hungry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am Alex... Simply irresistible, <laughs> Curry. <laughs> and I'm joined with Stacy. Um, Some I'm... like it hot. <laughs> oh no, I don't. I don't want to put a name in the middle of my name. <laughs> and we're talking about Robert Palmer. <laughs> Might as well face it. We're talking about Robert Palmer. <laughs> mm. Didn't land. No? Didn't land. I thought it did. <laughs> uh, yeah, Robert Palmer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is... <laughs> Hold on. He was a, a army brat. That's okay. the best way I can describe him. So he actually grew up in Malta. Oh, weird. Yeah, until he was like 12. You don't hear of a lot of people growing up in Malta, it's do true. you? It's true. No. He's, uh, his father was actually a spy. Oh, cool. Yeah. Espionage. Yeah, exactly. He <laughs> The way he described it, I was watching like an old like Bob Costas interview. Who's that? Uh, oh, fuck. Who is Bob Costas? Does it matter? Not really. Okay. You'd, you'd know him to see him. All Radio right. personality. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Some old white guy? Yep. Oh, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> and he uh, he just said like, yeah, he's like, yeah, your father did something really weird. And he's like, yeah, my dad was a uh he's like i don't even know if i'm allowed to talk about it it's probably safe now and he's like he was a intelligence officer Whoa. It's like, oh he's a spy okay cool so for he's, the cia uh for america i'm pretty sure yeah i'm not a, no i think he mm, i don't know was he a maltese honestly. spy no no <laughs> they were either british of descent or american descent right, but i'm okay. not sure yeah honestly mm. i'm gonna say palmer probably american who knows? Could Robert we... Palmer has a British accent. Does he? Yeah. Or at least a slight huh. European accent. Well, then maybe his dad was British. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe. I, I, I could have looked it up a lot more, but this isn't a show about Robert Palmer's dad. It's about Robert Palmer. <laughs> yeah. Stop hassling <laughs> us, everybody. <laughs> um, he was born in Scarborough. Ontario? No. Oh. England. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to say probably English. Uh-huh. Um, so, during this whole time when he was growing up, what he had to listen to was American Forces Radio. I just noticed you're wearing a Loretta Lynn hat. <laughs> yeah, man. It says Loretta Lynn Country. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love Loretta Lynn. Yeah, me too. Loretta Lynn is one of my favorite artists. Uh-huh. I have been to her ranch. Oh, yeah. how have we never talked about this? Because uh, it's not a Loretta Lynn podcast. I'm going to take you straight to Fifth City. Oh, my God. <laughs> lift you up by the hair. Of the, no, what is it? Pick you uh-huh. up by the hair of the head and lift you off, off of the, the ground. <laughs> I'm not saying my man is sick because he ain't and he won't cat around with a kitty. <laughs> you better lift your hands right off of my man if you don't want to go to Fifth City. No, 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 no. Such a good song. I love it. Uh, I had one of the worst meals of my life at her uh, diner. Uh huh. But the rest of it was fantastic. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah it was really cool. They had like a um, a, uh, a recreation. No, not a recreation of. Uh, I guess it was a recreation of her uh, like childhood, like tiny home, like shack. Oh yeah. But it was actually the one from Coal Miner's daughter. Oh yeah. Yeah. That oh, they okay. re. Rebuilt or yeah. whatever, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. It was neat. It was cool. cool. It was a, uh, one of the reasons that I went to Nashville in the last couple of years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Loretta Lynn. Yeah, man. Just more than anything She's in this great. world. She had more songs banned on the radio than any other artist combined up until like the nineties. Fuck yeah, because she just wanted to talk about like how dudes were shitheads, and everyone was like, I don't know if we should be talking about that. Yeah, like I don't know if we should be talking about, about abortion, the pill. like songs about the pill. Yeah, like all this stuff. Yeah, like, she was great. Yeah, yeah, or is great. Sorry, is yeah, still living. Is still living and <laughs> is great. Yes, her house was really cool. <laughs> yeah. um, but alas, this is not a Loretta Lynn podcast. No, this is a Robert. 
Palmer podcast. Sorry. Sometimes, at least for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, he grew up listening to basically government-sanctioned TV and radio. Uh-huh. Plague shot, take one. Announcing the plague shot. Get one every six months. Ah, that's pretty good, Al, but let's hear what we're announcing. Announcing the plague shot. Get one every six months. Better, better, but give me more emphasis on what we want them to do. Announcing the plague shot. So he grew up with a lot of like like old like soul singers, yeah. etc. That was all broadcast from the U.S. Um, his first band, he started at 15 in Scarborough. Uh... At the Scarborough School for Boys, they were called the Mandrakes. Okay. Yeah, and <laughs> I was only able to find one song. Or no, sorry, I was able to find a set of demos from 68 and 69, and it wasn't really that good. Sure, it was 15-year-olds music. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever, who cares? No shade to 15-year-olds out there, but you're not really writing good songs. Then any bank in this world could hold my baby, my baby, my baby. No, no, but, you know, it's a good way to kind of get your chops, uh, I suppose. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, then he joined the Alan Brown set. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think somewhere around 18. There Again, okay, but Was that one of those weird great. things where it's like Alan Brown wasn't in the band? He was just the guy who put the band together. Remember those? <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I don't think so, but okay. I'm also not sure. Yeah. Uh, they had a hit with, uh, Gypsy Girl. Oh. I know. <laughs> um, but the lyrics were really funny. It's Gypsy Girl, she came into my life. Gypsy Girl, I wanted to make her my wife. Her. Gypsy Girl, she came into my life. Also, from the Alan Brown set, there were some other notable members, including John Hellowell from Super Tramp. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mel Collins from King Crimson and the Alan Parsons Project. Holy shit. And also, Doogie Thompson from Do- Super Tramp. Whoa. Yeah. Huh. So, basically, Super they... Super Tramp connection. Yeah. They recorded an album, and then uh, the lead singer left. I can't remember his name. Oh, Jess Roden. He left, um, and then Gypsy Girl charted. Oh, every time you say it, it just... I know, right? I'm not I'm not into it, but it was the name of the song. Uh, so they re-recorded it with um, with Robert Palmer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. and then it charted again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had a really neat, uh, like, kind of soulful voice at the time, so people really liked him. A real neat voice. <laughs> I say neat too much. Hey, that's neat. It's super neat. <laughs> <laughs> uh the Alan Brown set basically did not very much uh uh-huh. after that song. Yes. <laughs> um so Palmer spent a lot of time working in like northern England mm-hmm. uh just working different clubs, working as a singer, working with different bands, and he basically was experimenting with a ton of different genres and all of the reviews that he was getting is that he was elegant and sophisticated <laughs> at the time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he basically took the time between uh, like in between 65 and 70 to just kind of hone his chops uh-huh. and get better at whatever the fuck he was up to at yeah. that time. Yeah. And then in the 70s, in 1970, he joined a 12-piece jazz rock fusion band. Oh, that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, they were called Dada. <laughs> no, like no. D-A-D-A. No, no, no. I don't think it was Dada. <laughs> no, it's definitely Dada. Dada, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I couldn't find any music from him recording with the band because it was, again, he joined the band after they recorded their album. Oh, okay. Uh, but do you know Elkie Brooks? No. Uh, neither did I. 
<laughs> I looked into some some of her shit, and she's pretty fucking cool. Kind oh, of a yeah. Janis Joplin feel. Oh yeah. Yeah. So she was in the band. Um, I looked up a song called like "The Last Time." It was okay, I guess. But it was jazz fusion so yeah like it wasn't it wasn't really my jam <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but then what happened after that is that in 1971 elkie brooks uh-huh. her husband yeah and robert palmer left dada or uh-huh. dada and <laughs> formed a band called vinegar joe <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but they got signed to island records any relation to vinegar tom maybe probably not uh probably related to cereal joe or ugly kid joe no no or what other bands have joe in it Hmm. joe cocker joe cocker yeah Uh, joe walsh mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, none of these were in vinegar joe okay great yep they released uh three albums as vinegar joe they released vinegar joe in 72 uh, again, here we go with some unfortunate shit. Rock and Roll Gypsies. Oh, God. Also stop it. in 72. Oh, God. And Six Star, Six Star General in 73. Okay. Uh, Why so many bands, Robert? This is what was happening. Just, he's just earning what to do. I suppose. The only song, well, not the only song. I can find a bunch of songs, but they released a song called Proud to Be a Honky Woman. Which was also, I was like, this is all fucking questionable. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not really into any of this. Yeah, this is strange. Um, then they disbanded in 74. Okay. So that was the Vinegar Joe saga. Uh. Yeah. But off of that, uh, one thing that Robert Palmer was at this time was very fucking handsome. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. To the point where, like, Elkie Brooks would say, like, everybody was real excited to know that robert palmer and her weren't a um an item, an, an item. yeah that robert palmer <laughs> was single because they right. they shared uh lead singing yeah in uh in vinegar joe yeah so uh yeah just robert palmer just being a general good looking singer it's basically like i mean he is a good singer but also i feel like he's definitely a person that has created a career out of just being a good-looking man but the weird thing about robert palmer after watching a lot of interviews with him and trying to read anything on him he's wildly humble yeah and you wouldn't expect that like you wouldn't like he's he's never been known for excess Mm -hmm. he's never been known for living like a rock and roll lifestyle like to the point where like when he was in um I can't remember what band he said, but one of the bands that he was in, he said that like he would be open for bands like The Who and Jimi Hendrix yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And it, like, it almost turned him off completely. Yeah. He's just like, he's, I think it was his words. He's just like, I just see everybody acting like an asshole. Right. Yeah. And he's like, I don't understand why I have to even be exposed to that just to sing music. Well, because he's too sophisticated. I suppose so. So yeah, he was just never really known to be a rock star yeah to tell the truth which I, is i feel like it's like mostly in the optics right of him being presented as like look at this handsome man who's like a rock star and like he's like you know looking like he's living his handsome man lifestyle but he's just like in in actuality he's just like a quiet sophisticated gentleman just a, mu- a musician yeah like that's literally <laughs> what he just wants to be yeah, as a musician yeah. who seems to take his craft fairly seriously yeah um and we'll find out a little bit more about that down the line uh, so off of Vinegar Joe, he was actually signed to a solo deal in 74, uh, with Island Records. Oh. Yeah. So. He I didn't put- mean to make the Tim Allen noise there. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> there. There's a thing on YouTube where you can, um, you can look up every time he oh, says that supercut. <laughs> Did I not tell you about that? <laughs> I think, no, I've known about that for a while. There's also a version somewhere where, do you it's, remember the old computer game Doom? Yeah. So everything in the game is Tim <laughs> Allen and every sound is Tim Allen? No. <laughs> so it's like, the gun is Tim Allen. The walls are Tim Allen. And every time you shoot, it's like, <laughs> it's the worst. Uh, so in 74, Robert Palmer put out his first solo record called Sneakin' Sally Through the Alley. I don't. I don't like that. I I I, I know. 
right? I don't like the cover of this album. No, neither do I. Neither do I. But the cool thing was is that his backing band on this was the Meters. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, this is all recorded in uh, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I looked up some Meters, and I looked up Sissy Strut, and that song is so good. The weird thing about this is that um, at this point, Robert Palmer was really into Little Feet. Oh, I love Little Feet. Little Feet are so uh-huh. good. And since he was with really into Little Feet, and I think that uh, one of the guys from Little Feet actually played on this record or produced it or something. And since the meters were there, this is the first time we're going to learn that Robert Palmer, mostly a cover act. <laughs> he did so many covers. Yeah. Like, so um, almost exclusively right yeah Yeah. like i I couldn't believe it like like with the exception of like a few of his hits the rest are all covers yeah yeah totally and this is the first clue because the single from this album yeah from uh sneak and sally through the alley was sailing shoes which is a little feet cover put on your sailing shoes everyone will start to Yeah. Oh, yeah. But not only did he cover Sailing Shoes, he used the same formula for two more songs and made it like a trilogy. <laughs> like almost like, um, uh, oh, my God, uh, uh, Mean Mr. Mustard. She came through the oh, yeah, window, yeah, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Polythene Pam. Right. Like that. But it was uh, Sailing Shoes, his song, and then his song, Hey, Julia, and then Sneaking Sally Through the Alley all kind of like went together into one track right okay yeah yeah and then the album was also just littered with more covers right um one thing i am going to make sure with this episode is we're going to play a lot of the original versions instead of robert palmer versions. yeah okay because uh i feel like the original versions deserve something because um well especially if they're songs that like you know when there's one thing to like do a cover and you're like oh i know that song and i know this is a cover but it's one thing when it's like a song that's like relatively unknown and then an artist makes it oh yeah popular and then everyone just associates it with that artist right and he was doing stuff like 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 covering songs that were like a year old like right you they know just what didn't I mean? really get the radio play exactly yeah. and then robert palmer would pick it up so right. yeah we'll play a lot of the um yeah a lot of the originals mm-hmm. so that album reached uh the top 100 in the u.s okay so right off the bat i mean you know modest success sure Good for him his second album was called pressure drop and it was actually named for a cover again uh, of a band called Toots and the Maytals. Oh, I love them. Yeah. So he covered their album or their song Pressure Drop. And then not only did that, but named his album Pressure Drop after that. Uh, the whole album was kind of influenced uh, by Toots and the Maytals. Yeah. So it was like a reggae and rock fusion album. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not for me. <laughs> when you're kind of like, mm, white man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then his third album after this was uh, Some People Can Do What They Like. Can and- yeah, apparently. The cover is really weird. The cover art is him playing strip poker with uh, Denise Michelle, who was Playboy's Playmate of the Month for April 1976. There's a lot of nudity on his covers, or implied nudity. Definitely implied nudity. <laughs> implied but nudity was, a lot. It, it, but there was, like, full out. Which one's the one where he's, like, in a suit, and there's fully just, like, a lady's bare bum in the, like, background? Oh, shit. I can't... I forget which mm, album that is. But I was, re- like, I listened to a song off it, and then I was, like, hold on, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, I don't know. Like, th- this whole Robert Palmer thing is just kind of... It, it, it's weird. It is weird because it's also weird that like 
I mean, I, I suppose it was the style at the time, but, like, he just, like, all of his videos, too, was just, like, this whole, um, like, like women as like set pieces we'll get into that okay yeah it's um the we'll get into it all right yeah all right this guy is fucking weird to me it almost <laughs> seems like he's just like throwing darts at a dartboard of songs that he likes and he's just like i'll fucking record it who cares right i don't care what the message is i don't care what the cover art is somebody <laughs> design me a cover art and just i will do it <laughs> yeah like that's that's kind of what it seems like judging right. from like the very little interviews that he's done yeah uh so the single from his third album some people do what they like some people can do what they like was called man smart woman smarter okay also a cover oh. i can't remember who it was by oh, but okay. i we will play it yeah and i'll put in who it was by right the women astray but i say that the women of today smarter than the man in every way that's right the woman is at this point palmer decided new orleans wasn't working out and wait he, he was in new orleans since when <laughs> since he recorded that first album that oh, i was talking about you never since... told me about that <laughs> yes i did i said he recorded sneak and sally through the alley in new orleans <laughs> sorry fine i just i was on dead over here sorry all of these albums were done in new orleans these first three and then he decided that new orleans wasn't working out mm-hmm and he moved to Nassau, Bahamas. Hmm. To make another culturally appropriate album? Uh, well, the thing is, is since he was on Island Records. Yeah. Uh, Island Records, the owner, Chris Blackwell, actually built a studio in Nassau uh-huh. called Compass Point Studio. Yeah. Uh, and basically, Robert Palmer moved across the street. Cute. Yeah, because he's just like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to get closer to this studio. Uh-huh. Other really cool shit that was done there? The Tom Tom Club recorded there. OMG! <laughs> Talking Heads recorded Speaking in Tongues there. <gasps> uh, B-52s recorded... Uh, Oh my god! No, the album before that, the the red album. I don't actually really like the B fifty two that much. What? They're so good. (laughs) Are they? Yeah. (laughs) I just find his voice a bit distracting. Yo, forget him then. Just listen to the lady songs. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's all that matters. I like like Rome. You know, I like stuff like that. Oh man, fifty two girls. Yeah, yeah. Such a good song. Anywho, David Bowie, the tragically hip, recorded there. Weird. Which album? I don't know. I tried to look (gasps) for it and I couldn't find it anywhere. What? Yeah, I have no idea. Anyways, he was there. He was kind of like working as like kind of like a part-time session musician at the time. Uh-huh. And this is when he recorded Double Fun. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> uh, which the two singles from this were You Really Got Me, uh-huh. uh, Kink's cover, yeah, and Every Kind of People, which is so good. Uh, it's I love that song. Yeah. It's, I don't care what you say, Skinner. I love that song. Yeah, it's so <laughs> fucking good, it's Skinner. Just, <laughs> it just it just comes on, and you're like, I don't care. I I love it. Just it's so good. Take every kind of people, make the world go round. It's it's great. Yeah, love it. So yeah, like I said, at this point he's kind of incorporating a bit more of like a quote unquote like Caribbean or island vibe into it uh-huh. from living in the Bahamas uh-huh. and recording with all these like really cool ass bands to yeah. tell the truth. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, but none of them being Bahamian though, right? The ones that you just mentioned are all. No, no, these are all people that were signed to Island and right. basically flown to Island to record a Compass Point. Right. Which is also, I mean, it's a thing, but yeah. it's also kind of cool, I guess. If, yeah. if you're I would like to be on Island Records and get flown to Bahamas I to record. I'm not going to the Bahamas. I'm not mad about it. No, at <laughs> all. At all. At this point in 78, he decided to return back to, uh, like, rock. Okay. And return to rock? I guess. I don't know when he was there at first. Sorry, but... sir. What do you mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and he released uh, Secrets, oh, yeah. which is Secrets. a 
pretty decent album. There's some good songs on it. Yeah. It's got Bad Case of Loving You. That's true. I mean, I wouldn't say that that's a good song, but I definitely was sitting outside, I think, like a couple days ago, and someone in a van drove down my street blasting that song, and I was sure it was you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs) Doctor, doctor. Give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Uh, also. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. Um, does he have a bad, like, the, there's a unclear object um, subject in that sentence. Okay. Does that mean he has a bad case of loving the doctor? Is he in love with the doctor? <laughs> Is this like Roadhouse? Uh, well, guess what? Don't ask Robert Palmer because he didn't write it because it's a cover (laughs) from a year before by a guy named Moon Martin. Moon Martin? Yeah. Yeah, literally came out the year before and then he's just like... I'll take that. <laughs> Do uh, those artists get any like royalties from? Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, for sure, okay, definitely, good. yeah. Good. But uh, yeah, just that that this is uh, what I've learned is his just mo. He's just like covers songs right all the time. Hmm. Yeah. And then the other single from Secrets was "Can We Still Be Friends," which is a Todd Rundgren song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't waste time. I love Todd Rundgren. Me too. Todd Rundgren uh, is great. Which, speaking of, I watched the um, Sparks documentary trailer. Okay. And Todd Rundgren is in it. Okay. He looks rough. <laughs> I'm sure. Todd Rundgren's uh, fashion should be a whole documentary on its own. <laughs> like how he just kind of like always is like dressed as like like a phoenix or something. Like he's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I, I love I love me some Todd Rundgren. Yeah. He's <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> we're getting into the 80s now oh, we so are? oh yeah Great. we're into the 80s so break out the cocaine i love money it's Yay. 80s time awesome uh this is when he puts out his album clues which i, I fucking love i love clues i love clues yeah, i love clues, clues is <laughs> great it's so good yeah because i was just like holy fuck why is this album so fucking good like why does this not sound like anything else he's ever done yeah and like a bunch of the songs don't even sound like themselves too like every song is kind of like whoa this is like a new different direction like it didn't sound like the last song and i'm here for it i love it for sure and you know why that is because he didn't write any of them (laughs) well (laughs) yes that's one the other reason is because all the people that he met at Uh compass point all came together to make this album. Oh. So it featured uh, Chris France. I don't know who that is. the drummer from both the Talking Heads and the Tom Tom Club. Oh, yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, uh, Gary Newman. What? Yeah. Gary Newman was actually a co-writer on... Uh, it didn't say which song it was. I'm going to probably assume Johnny and Mary. That would make sense. That kind of sounds like a Gary Newman song. Yeah. Which, by the way... fucking jam Such that a jam. song is so good it's got everything i need in a song which is like it's a little bit spooky it's like if i heard that when i was a kid i would have been like Ugh. yeah i've never <laughs> i had never heard it before and i yeah. was like this is amazing yeah to really the good. point where like that's what made me want to learn more about robert palmer yeah. was that song yeah yeah uh he also straight up just covers a gary newman song uh which on song? dreaming of wires oh yes which is oh, also yes great Like, just a a straight-up jam. Is that from The Pleasure Principle? I'm not 100%. I love Gary Newman. I know Gary Newman, but I don't know him, like, 
this is a point where I can pick a song off an album. Mm, yeah. yeah. But he is fantastic. Yeah. And the other thing I found out is the reason that Chris France from Talking Heads and Tom Tom Club played on Clues is because Robert Palmer played percussion on Remain in Light. Oh, wow, he did. Yeah. Oh. See, so this was like a weird thing. Like, I think since Robert Palmer was just living across the street from Compass Point. Yeah, he was like, hey, I can drum. I yeah, can they're just like, get him over here. He'll play He'll play bongos. <laughs> so why not, right? <laughs> uh, you can see, but it, that's the thing that I find interesting that I'm sure there was like a really neat scene happening there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the other song that's fantastic from this album is uh, Looking for Clues. Yeah, I love Looking it's for Clues. It's so good, which yeah. uh, was a hit as well. It was actually played, uh, the video for it, which is also wild. Oh, I never watched the video for Definitely it. watched the video. <gasps> it was played on the first uh, day of MTV. Oh. Yeah. It, was, I, it wasn't Dire Straits, as I assumed it to be. No. Do you know the first song ever played on MTV? <laughs> Gotta move these refrigerators. <laughs> Color TV. Um, that song also has very questionable lyrics. Uh, yeah, but also, you know who has great videos other than that one? Dire Straits. Watch the video for Romeo and Juliet and the video for Tunnel of Love. They're, I think they're the same director. They're okay. kind of weird, but I love them. Okay, I've never seen them, so I'll definitely Tunnel check it out. Tunnel of Love is a jam. I like the uh, Money for Nothing video, not because of the <laughs> terrible a uh, computer animation. Well, I guess groundbreaking at the time. But the lights that are going across like <laughs> yeah, their like, yeah. shirts yeah, and the way that their headbands and shit, it's so good. I'm like, I'm like, what is this? I want more of that. <laughs> I like Mark Knopfler. Mark Knopfler's great. He is great. Yeah. Sorry, wait, why are we talking about Dire Straits? Uh, MTV. Ah, uh, yes. Money yes. for nothing. Money for nothing. <laughs> Chicks for free. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, what was the first song played on MTV? Is that what you asked? Yeah, me? do you know it? No. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> so, it's so poignant. Uh, video killed the radio star? You are 100% right. <laughs> Yay! By the Buggles. Yeah. I don't like that song. Not a bad song. I don't like it. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to fight about it. I don't like it that much that I will fight about it. But it's, it's a fine song. Yeah. The presence of the United States of America did a little better, though. <laughs> <laughs> Have you... Let's talk about tangents. Uh, um, the lead singer... Uh, the lead singer of the President of the United States uh, of America is now, like, one of the most popular children's artists there is? Yes, I do know this. All right. Caspar Baby Pants? Yes. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Cool. I think I know that because you told me that at another Probably, time. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not hanging around talking about children's musicians too often. <laughs> I only do with my daughter. Yes. And I try to get her to listen to it so much, but she's just like, all I want to hear is Beastie Boys. <laughs> That's all she wants to listen to, and all she wants to hear is Brass Monkey. <laughs> Yeah, I know. She's like, she's like, can you put on the one that goes, burr, boom, burr. I'm like, oh, Brass Monkey? Oh, Perfect. No. She's on a fast track to become a noise musician. Yeah, or a dude bro. We'll yeah, see what yeah, happens. She's a little tiny dude bro. Oh. Uh, she does always want to put us in jail when she comes over, though. So. That's true. That's true. She's, yeah, she always wants to put Stacy and Crawdaddy in jail, which is <laughs> what? It's like a cooler on your deck? And she's like, you stand behind this. You're in jail. She just puts us in the corner on the deck. It's like around the corner and then puts a box in front of us so that we can't get out. <laughs> and it says, you're in jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, we have to have a conversation about the prison industrial complex with her, I guess. Definitely. Maybe we'll make that a bonus episode. Alex and Stacy explain the prison industrial complex to a six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> be fantastic hey marigold do you know what a a, a panopticon is <laughs> do you know be fucked if she was like yes and just explained perfectly she's like ah yes i think it's a codian panopticon actually <laughs> uh 1982 robert palmer oh yeah he recorded a live album called maybe it's live yeah. Live albums are so funny. Maybe they always have the funniest names. Maybe it's live. Maybe it's Maybelline. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> he recorded uh, Some Guys Have All the Luck, which was originally recorded by the Persuaders. Some guys have all the luck. I know that one from uh, uh, Rod Stewart did a version of I that. was about to yeah. say that. And then a year later, or no, two years later in 84, Rod Stewart did it. Rod Stewart 
palmered him. Yeah, you got bombered, Palmer. <laughs> I I like that as a term. My parents always talk about how they went to a Rod Stewart concert, and it was the greatest thing ever. Oh my god! Yeah, and that they always talk about like yeah, he used to kick soccer balls into the crowd. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. Well, apparently he was like, oh, he was he, a soccer player. Yeah, he was right? on like the Scottish team or some oh. shit. But does that mean that when you're performing, you have to kick balls at people? Uh, if you're fucking Rod Stewart, I guess so. Mm. Yeah. Uh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to get through this today. (laughs) No, no, we got this. We're only 32 minutes in. Uh, in 1983, he, uh, released his whatever fucking record this is, like sixth or seventh, eighth, uh, an album called Pride. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, it featured the song Pride, which uh-huh. I looked up and it wasn't very good. And yeah. he also covered the systems, You Are My System. Which I also didn't know, and it's also not very good. Okay, great. Yeah, I wasn't into it. Moving on. (laughs) But in July of 83, he performed at Duran Duran's charity concert, Uh uh, raising money for MenCap, which was a uh, charity, I'm assuming, from Britain, which is for people with learning disabilities. Oh, okay. At at first, it sounded like the... Um, the People's Fund. I know, I know, right? <laughs> or whatever that, the Human Fund. <laughs> the Human Fund, from yeah. From Seinfeld. <laughs> and at this point, he formed a friendship with the Taylors. Who that? That is, uh, what was his name? John and Andy Taylor from Duran Duran. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, at this point, we're going to take a completely weird tangent. Oh, boy. We're going to talk about Duran Duran for a second. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So, Andy Taylor and John Taylor of Duran Duran decided to start... They should have been called Taylor Taylor. I know, right? Mm. Mm. But it didn't happen. (laughs) No, it didn't. There was actually three Taylors in uh, Duran Duran. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. There was also Roger Taylor. So we're not dealing with a third Property Brothers situation. (laughs) No, we are dealing with, uh, I guess the fourth Property Brother would be Simon LeBon? (laughs) 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 Or maybe Nick Rhodes? I don't know know who would be who in this metaphor. (laughs) I'm not sure. I'll say the fourth and fifth property brothers are Simon (laughs) LeBon and Nick Rhodes from Duran Duran. (laughs) I saw property brothers were on the cover of a magazine when I was at the grocery store and I had to will myself not to look at it because I knew I would like really get distracted. <laughs> have you watched an episode yet? No. Neither why. <laughs> why would I watch an episode? Should we do that for our next bonus episode? So. We've been talking about that. Yeah, that yeah, we okay. have to review right. an episode of Property Brothers. All right. Maybe we'll uh, we can re- we'll, uh, we'll do a watch along. Yeah we'll do a watch along. Yeah where we'll like we'll <laughs> time it so that people can anyway. Duran Duran. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Duran Duran was made up of Simon LeBond, Nick Rhodes, uh, Andy Taylor, John Taylor, and I think that's it. Simon LeBond, Nick Rhodes, Roger Taylor, yeah, and the three Taylors. All right. They were t- on a break, okay. right? Okay. They decided to take a break. I think it's because like uh, some of the members were getting married. They were in between albums or whatever. So John and Andy Taylor decided to meet up with one of their heroes, the drummer from Chic. Uh, Tony Thompson. Okay. And start a some sort of recording project. Right. The plan was that they were going to start a band called Big Brother. Okay. Where them plus one of the other guys from Chic, I can't remember. I think it was the bass player. Uh-huh. We're going to record. I think it was eight songs, and they were going to get different people to play on the record and sing the songs. 
Okay. So they were looking at people like uh, Mick Jagger, Myers Williams, Richard Butler, Mick Ronson, Billy Idol, uh, you know, uh, um, stars of the early to mid 80s. Sure. Okay. So what they did is they started this band to back actually uh, Bebe Buell or Bebe, 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 Bebe. I don't know. Bebe Buell. It's actually the mother of Liv Tyler. Oh. Yeah. Uh, she was another Playboy playmate of oh, the yeah. month. I knew that. Uh, from 1974 in November. Uh-huh. Uh, and baby. she... Yeah, baby. Baby. She wanted to cover uh, uh, Get It On by T-Rex. Hmm. Weird choice. Yeah, super weird choice. So, they started this band originally to back her, right? Mm-hmm. And then eventually they were reaching out to different people to also sing on the record. And they reached out to um, bah, 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 Robert Palmer. Okay. To record vocals for the album track Communication. Okay. Right? So at that okay. point, okay, Robert Palmer was like, oh, damn, I've also covered Get It On. Do you want to hear my version of Get It On? <laughs> and then at that point, they're like, well, do you want to try doing vocals for another one? <laughs> and then another one and then another one and that made the power station oh. so the power station was a super group oh. of Robert Palmer Sheik drummer Tor- Tony Thompson and John and Andy Taylor of Duran Duran. Oh, okay. They had two pretty big hits with uh, Feel the Heat. Yeah. Or no, not Feel the Heat. Uh, Some Like It Hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of the chorus where it's like, Feel the Heat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then also, um, uh, Get It On. Bang oh. a gum. Oh. Yeah, it was their second single. Oh, um, All right. So at this point, the power station like really took off because people were Duran Duran crazy. Yeah, I don't get it. No. Well, Duran Duran's great. Are they? Yeah. I don't really like Duran Duran. They're okay. I don't like them. Okay, fine. Again, not worth getting in a fight about. But the reason these two... I want to fight with you! (laughs) (laughs) These two tailors wanted to start this band because they wanted to... They wanted to start like a rock band. They were sick of playing with like synths. Uh And they really just wanted to record with one of their heroes, which was Tony Thompson from Chic. Right, okay. And... I, fuck, I'm sorry. I can't remember his name. The bass player also from Sheik. Oh, so rude. He's <laughs> crying right now. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so they're alive. He's crying. <laughs> but what they found is they were doing all these, like, um, these hard rock riffs, but then the guys from Sheik started to throw in, like, some really cool, like, kind of, like, drum and bass stuff. Right. And they just found it worked. Huh. Uh, to the point where the power station were actually asked to play on SNL people loved it okay. at this point snl was like kind of at not its peak but it was doing very well at yeah, that point yeah yeah yeah. it was in the 80s when it was just sort of like people people were catching wind of it you know exactly exactly so basically they decided to go on a, a tour at that point and robert palmer's like why we have <laughs> eight songs like, and he doesn't wh- want to leave the bahamas yeah he's like, he's like why would we go on tour one he doesn't like going on tour yeah two he said that like basically he's like he's like you're promoting this like it's a a duran duran tour right and it's not this right. is the power station tour we have and eight gonna have angry teenagers <laughs> and he's also just like he's like Again, like I said before, like Robert Palmer doesn't want to live like that excess rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. So he actually just like bailed on the band. He's like, peace. Yeah. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> and he just left before the tour. The album came out. Um, okay. Uh, and at that point, Robert Palmer was at the same time recording a solo album while he was working on the Power Station stuff. And he recorded Riptide. Okay. Which is his biggest album oh uh it has addicted to love on it oh right okay yeah yeah uh, the lights are on 
But you're not home. <laughs> and you'll be mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but at this point, for him leaving the power station, he actually got a lot of flack. Because his album started, his album Riptide actually had a lot of the same influences and a lot of the same sound as the power station. So he palmered them. He did palmer them. But the thing is, is that all the dudes in the power station also fucking played on Riptide. I mean, what are you going to do? Exactly. Palmer that guy? That guy palmers you? Who cares? Who yeah, fucking cares? They were all together. But <laughs> here's the thing. Critics referred to him as bailing on the tour as unprofessional and said that he only joined the band, uh, the power station, for money. Oh, and I have oh, how dare you I have two amazing Robert Palmer quotes uh-huh. uh huh first is firstly I didn't need the money and secondly the cash was a long time coming it wasn't exactly an experiment or an experience that set me up for retirement <laughs> uh and when he was accused of ripping off the power station for uh his his new sound on Riptide he said listen I gave the power station that sound they took it from me, yeah. not the other way around. And he's just like, not having it, homie. Yeah. Not having it. You can't palmer a palmer. Yeah, he's got it. He, <laughs> he knows what's up. Uh, so in 85, he came out with Riptide, and he came out with what is known as fashion's favorite video, mm-hmm. which was Addicted to Love, which was his first number one single in both the UK and the US. So who decides that it's fashion's favorite video? I don't know. It's fashion? <laughs> I don't know. It's called fashion. Okay. <laughs> uh, a guy named uh, Terrence Donovan uh, directed it. Uh-huh. And basically the way Robert Palmer said, he's just like, because like I was watching a, a couple of interviews where they were asking about this video and like they were saying that like, you know, like you, you had some flack for portraying women as objects. Uh, you were also really uh, elevated a lot from this because it was considered such a fashionable video. And he literally just said, all I did was show up. <laughs> he's like literally I was there for 20 minutes but you know what like that's also like the easy way out too I'm sure like, it was you know you know that you're gonna have like a visual right so you can at least have like a fucking thought in your brain to be I understand it's like the style at the time everybody was just sort of like oh can I have a naked lady in my video sure yeah because everyone else is doing it you know I- Honestly, thinking from the things that that I was watching and reading about Robert Palmer, that he legitimately didn't care. But it's not, I I think, like, not caring versus, like, actually being like, hey, maybe I could, you know, think about this and think about, like, if this actually has anything to do with... I didn't think he did at all. Right. Like, whether good or bad. But that's what I'm being critical of. You know what I mean? I agree. I mean, by no means, by no means is he, like, like, like an ally at this point. But I think he just literally was just like, yeah, that's a video. That works. Great. Yeah. Yeah. He said, like, in the interview, like, I mean, yeah, he could be uh, backpedaling, but he, like, literally just said, I was there for 20 minutes. Yeah, like, it's like an easy way out. You know, it's kind of just being like, oh, I had nothing to do with it. But it's sort of like, well, yeah, you actually had everything to do with it. For sure. I mean, it is. But you chose not to, right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, But that being said, he also uh, chose to um, do it again. Sure. Twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) that video. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So that video was basically repeated um, for the second single off of uh, Riptide, which was a cover of the Shirelles, I Didn't Mean to Turn You On. Mm -hmm. Again. Directed by Terrence Donovan. Yeah. Same treatment. Yeah. And then on his next album, uh, he put out an album called Heavy Nova. Okay. He moved out of Nassau, moved to Lugano, Switzerland, or Lugano? I don't know. I don't know either. (laughs) Um, And basically, he put out Simply Irresistible. Yeah. And I think it's a Simply Irresistible video where you get a lot of, like, boob and butt zoom-ins tons of it and a lot more water <laughs> yeah where you yeah. just sort of like guys yeah again directed by terrence donovan um yeah just so that's the thing it's like it's like yeah he could say he didn't care and didn't do it but like he also he was he was there for it yeah. and also like kind of his whole theme is kind of a womenizing scumbag yeah yeah yeah. like i think that's the thing that's the like um the the like visual that's set up like even just in the previous album covers with like the double fun album cover where he's just like in the pool and there's two wet bikinis yep in front of it's that implied nudity thing there's this thing of being like oh it's fun to be like a pervert or, like, for it's sure fun to be I... you know like this is like cute or whatever but it's yep. just like there's something like 
weird when it's presented so cavalierly you know what i mean as like this is part of my image or this is part of my identity as being like this is the current lady i'm objectifying you know and that's kind of what i feel like his whole his whole career kind of was at that point you know what i mean like i think he took a lot from like like the old like how do i describe it like the the public persona of say like like a sinatra rather sure. than the professional persona of a sinatra sure yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i think like a lot of that was just like like portrayed starting early yeah where yeah. it's like cool to be a womanizer or like cool to like be like a james bond type character exactly right? and i think that's what was going on but yeah. yeah for him claiming that it just didn't didn't matter or he didn't know it's just kind of like well what the fuck man it doesn't what, hold what water are you doing? exactly yeah exactly um so at that point uh, simply irresistible it was number two in the u.s huge video huge song because everyone to see those boobs and butts <laughs> for sure it's also a good song i like Is that it? song i like simply irresistible <laughs> i don't like yeah. that one <laughs> i don't like uh uh simply no not simply addicted irresistible. to love, addicted to love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but i do like simply irresistible i don't like either <laughs> all good uh in 1990 he put out his album don't explain uh-huh. uh where he covered i'll be your baby tonight by uh bob dylan close your eyes close the door you don't have to worry anymore and marvin gaye's mercy mercy me oh okay yeah and then in 92 he put out a really weird album called riding high Okay. Which was like a Tin Pan Alley style jazz standard album. Mm. And the single from that was like Witchcraft. Cause it's witchcraft, that crazy witchcraft. And although I know it's... Yeah, like you know the song Witchcraft? <laughs> no. Um, who cares? Okay. Sucked. Jazz doesn't matter. Standard. Okay, yeah. cool. cool, cool You'll, you'd know it to hear it. It was a Sinatra song. Oh, okay. A uh. uh, bunch <laughs> more covers in 1994. He put out Honey. Okay. Yeah. One of his last albums. His the weird thing on that was his al or uh, the big single on that was Girl You Want, like the Debo song. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Super weird. And the the video is kind of wild too. Like the video almost looks like something from like like pop era U two. Oh. Yeah. I like watching. I was kind of like I'm kind of here for this. Do you remember that Devo song was in the um movie that was probably around the same time? Uh, Tank Girl. Yeah, man. I know Tank Girl. Oh, so good. Yeah, I love Tank Girl with Ice Cube. Yeah, Ice Cube is in it. Yeah. Yeah, playing a anamorphic kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was that woman's name? She was also in uh, bu- 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 League of Their Own. Yes, her name is. I can't remember. All that's coming to my head is Jane Sibbery from the it's Crow soundtrack. It's like, Sibbery. you can't read <laughs> It's not her. Um, then a whole bunch of nothing happened. Yeah. Uh, and then he actually died in 2003. He died? Yeah, at oh. 54. I thought he was still alive. No, he died very young huh. from a very sudden heart attack. Oh, no. Uh, and a lot of... Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. That's terrible. Yeah. But um, he smoked two and a half packs of cigarettes a day. Oh, there you go. Yeah, okay. So, All right. Yeah, constant smoker. That I mean, I was it. watching interviews with him, and in one interview, like, the woman had to ask him, like, you need to stop smoking. Gross. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, no problem. And, like... He, like at one point like reached into his pocket and pulls it out and the, like pulls out the cigarette and the woman's like hey 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 and he's like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry like, oh my god yeah like that's wild yeah it said that he used to smoke like upwards of 60 cigarettes a day holy shit yeah that's wild that's i think his cigarette packs in britain are tw- so that's three packs a day because i think they're 20 packs oh my god wow that you imagine? good for the ticker i guess no <laughs> yeah so um yeah, very sudden. He died in uh, Paris. He was uh, visiting. Oh. Yeah. 
then that's really all I know about uh, Robert Palmer. That's Robbie. That's Robbie Palmer. Mm. Just a ton of covers and a lot of uh, a lot of. It's just a just a weird life, I huh. guess. Yeah. yeah, no consistent sound. Like his sound would just shift wildly that's from true. record to record. Yeah, and, that's very true. Yeah, like even a greatest a greatest hits. I tried to listen to at work one day, and I was like, I, I, I can't get I can't get on board. Yeah, like yeah, just too all over the place. Yeah, he's definitely like a like he's he's good for a playlist, not good for an album. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. a couple songs, not a whole bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that being said, I guess we'll go into our uh, soft focus. Oh, let's get soft. Uh, you start. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. Yeah. I need to sit forward. Hopefully this will make a sound. Um, my top five Robert Palmer songs are, of course, Every Kind of People. Perfect. Which, that's from Double Fun. Then Johnny and Mary. Yep, fair. From Clues. Um, then another song from Double Fun, which is called Night People. That's a good jam. <laughs> you know that song. That's a good song. I like that song. Night People. I liked it because I was like, it's a little bit dumb. So it, it hit my quota there, which is like, there's um, the first line is like, night people hanging out, looking at each other. <laughs> what is this song? <laughs> In the words of Skinner, what a thing to say. Yeah, what a thing to say. <laughs> uh, then looking for clues. Yep, jam. Fuck, I'd listen to Looking for Clues right now. It's Me so too. fucking good. We'll put it under this whole thing. Yeah, just Looking for Clues. From Clues, obviously. And then um, uh, my last one was an obvious cover. Because I love Todd Rundgren, but his cover of Can We Still Be Friends? It's also great. Into it. From yeah. the album Secrets. Wonderful. I just, yeah. I mean, I don't, I honestly don't think that anyone, I think I love pretty much everything that Todd Rundgren has ever touched. Yep. Um, like produced, written, whatever. And I love every cover. Like, I feel like people can't really go wrong with a Todd Rundgren cover. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. It's just like beautiful heartfelt music that's like really accessible and yeah, nice. awesome yeah yeah uh we shared three this yeah. time mm -hmm. so fair uh johnny and mary yeah which again fucking wonderful song <laughs> isn't it great to just hear people just like kind of sing a song and not really know the words yeah we don't they'd say yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh every kind of people yeah uh, looking for clues again. Yep. So good. Yep. <laughs> yep. Ah, uh, yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. The other two, uh, <laughs> weren't my, uh, you said were, I Dream of Wires. Okay. From Clues. It's so good. Gary yeah. Newman song. Yeah. <laughs> I really like Simply Irresistible. Oh my God. Simply Irresistible. <laughs> I just so good. The reason that I don't like that song and I don't like um, um, "Addicted to Love," like they're pretty much the same song in my mind, and it's just like there's something so forceful and annoying about them. He said that they were both tongue-in-cheek tunes, but like I don't even mean forceful in like what they're talking about, even necessarily. Mm, okay. I just mean in the way that they're sung, in the way that they're like played. It just like it feels yeah. so heavy-handed. 
I don't know. It's just like like simply resistible. Just reminds me of like like a little bit smoother ZZ Top. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, and I'm like, there for it. It's ZZ Top light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like just like they'd be like the Canadian. They'd be like ZZ Top. I would like to hear Robert Palmer if he was still alive do a cover of Legs by ZZ Top. He probably has. He probably has. Yeah. If he has, I will put it in right now. I mean, he does have legs, and I'm sure he knows how to use them. <laughs> did, did you know that, uh... Have you ever seen that video, by the way? Legs? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I like I like the fact that most ZZ Top videos start out in a gas station of some sort. Yeah, yeah or a roadhouse of some yeah. kind. <laughs> and, and it's always just like a carload of girls show up. Yep. And they're, mm-hmm. they're just ready to sing. Yep. I yep. like the part at the beginning where, the, where one of the, like you know bikers or whatever is like watch your skirt honey <laughs> <laughs> do you know their drummer's last name is beard yes and, and he's he the only have a beard yeah, there we go okay cool <laughs> known fact yes uh ZZ i also top facts <laughs> <laughs> zz top facts with alex and stacy uh i also have two honorable mentions which i oh, found weird okay. and not because i thought it was really no i don't know so on the album honey uh-huh. His, the two first songs on that are called Honey A and Honey B. Okay. And Honey A was kind of wild. Oh, okay. It was like this weird okay. like vocal exercise that oh, kind of reminded me of like like uh, like Superman a bit. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> and then Honey B was just dumb as shit. So I was just like... Okay, for bottoms. Um, so I chose a song called Housework. Okay, sweet. Wave goodbye from out of the window. Good, no trouble starting the car. Trying for just one more cup of coffee. You know the answer won't wait. Where to start, no time to get going. The answer keep you feeling alive. Clear the plates and wash up the dishes. Let's go Do you know this song? <gasps> no. Oh, it's totally awful. Um... So there's, I guess there's like this whole album where he's just singing in this, uh, island infect, like, uh, affectation. It's probably one of his first two. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I don't care for it. It's, okay. So fine. that whole, al- that whole song, um, I think it starts an album or something and he's singing that way and I'm just sort of like, this is not okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, just, just what fair, you're doing here. Fair. Stop. Done. Done. <laughs> um, and then uh, he actually, why well, I was surprised that he was dead is because he has a 2021 release. Whoa, okay. Of All Shook Up. I'm in love. I'm all shook up. So I guess it's an older recorded cover. I'm sure. That's what I'm saying. He probably has a whole bunch it's, of covers yeah, we haven't just heard. Yeah, it's like stuff from... But it's like weirdly slow. Hmm. Like it's just... Uh, I'm not crazy about like Elvis to begin with. Okay. To be honest, there's like a few older like deep cut Elvis songs that I like. I kind of like Elvis's gospel stuff, but like the run of the mill stuff, I don't care for it. Okay. And this song in particular, like Snooze. But then if you take it and you're just like, hey, you know what would be really great about this song? If we made it the tempo frustratingly slow. Sweet. Like, not okay. like actually intentionally slow, but slow enough where you're just kind of like, wait, am I, is there something wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, you know what would be great of this? More Jordanaires. <laughs> <laughs> What's that song about the Jordanaires where they're they're backing up Elvis and the, the chorus is just, a, oh, Oh, uh, every song. Every, that was the style of the time too. To just be like, okay, now you hold this note for like twenty minutes. It's so good, and I then pause, it. and then come back in with it. I Got hate it? 
The Jordanaires could be... Anyways, this isn't the Jordanaires <laughs> podcast. It isn't, but I do want to mention that one woman from Lollipop that just goes, Lollipop, Lollipop, ooh, lolly, Lollipop. <laughs> I love her. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've probably said that before. I just love her so much. <laughs> I like... I don't know who it is. I'm going to assume it's John Lennon, but in Yellow Submarine, there's one backing vocal that's just like... Uh, we all live in a yellow submarine, yellow submarine, yellow submarine. It's, <laughs> listen to it. It's great. Somebody is just like, like saying it like that. And it's awesome. Uh, my bottom two, one was called Wham Bam Boogie. Which just, uh, the, I just wrote socks. Any song called Boogie, I'm going to be skeptical of. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, for sure. Fair. <laughs> and then another song off his, like, Tin Pan Alley album that was called Goody Goody, which was fucking... So you met someone who set you back on your heels. Goody goody. So you met someone and now you know how it feels. Goody goody. And I'm sure it was a cover. I'm sure it was. Probably. Oh, was it Goody Goody Gundrops? I hope not. <laughs> no, I no, it definitely was. I, I mean, you know that song? Yeah, I definitely know that song. I can't, I can't sing it, but I can kind of think of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do that. Lollipop, lollipop, lolly, lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> That's so hard to do when you're laughing. Hold on. <laughs> Bye. Bye.